When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the B-Sides. We are a pod... Oh, yes. I got too excited and wanted to give our intro. (laughs) We are a podcast for lefties who believe that pop music matters. And if that doesn't sound like you, get the fuck out. No, I'm just kidding. Please listen. We would love you to listen and maybe we can change your mind. I don't know. Anyway, I'm Becky. I'm Hannah Zoe. I'm Mimi. Um, how are you guys doing? What's up? Oh, things are good. Yeah. Things I'm good. I'm still riding the many month now long high of the Jonas Brothers being back. Mm. Um, you know, at, I'm kind of over the the disappointment of the first few singles not being good because I am reminded as a former Jonas Brothers obsessive that actually their music was never really that good. Except for the year 3000, which was a masterpiece. Wait, I mean, Listen, yeah. they have a lot of SOS masterpiece, burning up masterpiece in their mm-hmm. own way. But like, no, none of their songs were that amazing. No, no, no. So it's actually okay that this era is not that amazing. Like you liked them because they were cute. Oh, I love them right. so much. I know they were. Yeah. I still have dreams. They are not sex dreams, but they are related to Joe Jonas, um, where like Joe and I fall in love. And it's always like. It's always like we meet and I'm like, oh, I just, I have to be honest with you. Like I was a fan and he's like, that's okay. Hannah, he got married this past weekend or weekends ago. It's, it's, I have to say I'm happy for him. Diplo, Diplo was there. there. I'm I'm happy for him. I think him and Sophie Tucker will have a beautiful life together. Turner. Oops. I'm not, I'm not a Game of Thrones fan. I love her so much, so I, I must, I must correct. I will admit that that's my one, um, the type of pop culture that I don't do is watch Game of Thrones. Ugh, you're missing me out, but that's okay. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> Pretty soon, you won't even be missing out, and we'll yeah, I know. Been, like what was the season for? It wouldn't. It was a. It was a. Dream. Wouldn't that suck for you guys as fans if it was actually all a dream? <laughs> yeah. Be weird. That would be Collecting very weird. Dream. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for them to like start like um, performing again, going on tour. I'm I'm here for it, and it's been a very very happy few months. Yeah, then they're and they've had a happy few months too. I know, happy for them. Kevin finally got to be in the center of an album cover. Yeah, this is the big news when that happened. That's great. Yeah, he's he's always kind of he's nice. not cute so why showcase him is what i used to always like, you know, they have an album cover that their faces aren't in they're like kevin <laughs> yeah so mean <laughs> oops yeah it's ruthless it's a ruthless industry it, it is. is so that's what's up with me nice um i was never like super into the jonas brothers oh, and i so never obsessed. had a crush on any of them 
but I did or do have a crush on Diplo, which is like, wow, whoa, no, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. I can't be. She insists. <laughs> you guys are not buying it, but maybe you are. Um, wow. I know. I've never yeah, met me one. too. A you, person who has a crush on Diplo. You have, because you met me long oh, ago. Oh, wow. You just didn't know. I just didn't. Who else has a crush on Diplo and I don't know? There are people out there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. They're out there. If yeah, you, if you have a crush on Diplo, will you please email the podcast? <laughs> Listen to the b-sides at gmail.com subject line. I too have a crush on Diplo. Well, apparently he played a set at Stagecoach that was like a DJ, country DJ set. Diplo? Okay. Wow. Great. That's great. Did not know yeah. this. That's what I heard. This is great. This is only strengthening <laughs> country DJs. If you think about it, it's not very, there aren't that many DJs that play country music. Right. Wow. And I, I haven't thought about that. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. I, I don't know. If it, like we can discuss this on a whole other pod. Um, sometimes I like to dabble in the country music and I, I'm embarrassed, but I, I shouldn't be. No, no, it's no, it goes back to people who are like no country, no rap. It's like, you don't know, we don't yeah. you know what you're missing. Yeah. Yeah. That's and great. For all the shame I just tried to instill in our good friend Mimi just now, I really do. This is a shame-free uh, podcast, so I should. I, I don't want to make you feel bad about loving Diplo. And I, I didn't say I love Diplo. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. We could okay. rewind. <laughs> <laughs> this is like whenever they're on like the episodes of Real Housewives, and they're like, "I never said that," and then they flash forward. To, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great. Crush, crush. You said crush. That's right. Yeah, that's I think. That's did different. I? If I said love, <laughs> no, you, I don't think you did. I am putting words in your mouth. No, this is a shame. This you is read a, between the lines. Yeah, I did. I really extrapolated um, incredibly irresponsibly. Um, this is a place for no shame and no such thing as yes. Pleasure. It's a bad. It's a. It's a bad remark. Yeah, yeah. Don't feel guilty about any. You know, any of your music pleasures. Well, thank you to everybody. To every for anyone who needs to hear this. Mm-hmm. we're here to say it well this yes. is yes. and feel free to editorialize about each other's crushes i mean i still have a crush on nick jonas well i think that that is a conversation now that can take us into the a-sides which we'll discuss the top headlines from last week month um and you can hear our quick takes Okay, so we need to talk about Taylor Swift. Yes, I think um, Taylor released a new song called Me. Me! Me! You have to be aggressive. Me! 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 Staccato. And here's the thing. We are, the three of us are recording this a few weeks before it's coming out. So truly, based on this this woman, Taylor, we have no idea what's going to be happening by the time our voices are are in your earbuds and your ears. Truly. Just a weird thing. I want to note, I got targeted for an ad for Taylor Swift merchandise on Facebook, which I thought was interesting because I was like, doesn't she make enough fucking money that like, why is she spending money targeting me to buy her merchandise? That's pretty anyway, I'm not surprised at all, though. I'm really not. Weird. It only had 60 likes. <laughs> and like three days. Anyway, I'm, like we could talk about me all day. There's so much to say because it's so... Can we just 
can we just bad. say that it's our a bad song. Is bad. It's, and we say yes. that, you know, for those of you who are still getting to know us, we say that with a lot of love for Taylor. And also with a lot of objectivity about And just straight up objectivity. <laughs> this song yeah. is bad. I have listened to it 10 times in a row the day you have? it came out. Yes. But okay. That's actually interesting because I haven't. I've listened to it twice. I can't do it again. Mm-hmm. You've oh, listened to it again, over and over yeah. again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Becky, did you reach the point where your brain starts rewarding you for like recognizing the right. song and then you're like, oh, wait, this is good. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, there mm-hmm. is no I in team. Oh, <laughs> Becky, right. we've lost you. We've lost you. <laughs> Oh, I'm so upset. Yeah. It's just very, she makes music and especially in her later time, it's very consumable music. I don't think when I listen to it, I put it on and I'm like, I'm just walking down the street, like, la-di-da, like, (laughs) yeah. I mean, here's the thing about the consumability of it. This is why I'm frustrated with her as someone who loves her very much is that something that she said in some of her interviews, which first of all, just to put a, a, pause on on that all these interviews she's doing is brand, is really really new for her she hasn't done an interview in years mm-hmm. and now she's doing a bunch so that's just very interesting i think there's more to say about that but anyway something that she's been saying is you know i know how to write an earworm so it might as well be a good message and like individuality is a good message and there's so much that frustrates me about that because yes taylor you know how to write an earworm but earworms don't have to be bad they don't have to be Right. And she should know that more than anybody, that actually yeah. you can write an earworm that's fine, that actually is good and shows any songwriting talents that the same woman who wrote All Too Well has in her. Right. At the same time, she consistently puts out songs that I think are horrible as her lead singles almost every time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say it if someone's listening and they're upset. Look what you made me do. Blech. So bad. Shake it off. Blech. Bad. Yeah. We are never getting back together. I didn't, I didn't even like that that much. It was the same yeah. kind of vibe. And it just shows a, a lack of growth for her. And I'm just, I always wonder, like, what do you, what does she feel like she needs to get out of a lead single that she always puts this stuff out? Maybe she's trying to get new fans. I don't know. Six. She's trying to like, yeah, but it's like very easy to listen to that. Like perhaps like the deeper cuts is the ones that like her true fans listen sure. to, but like this stuff she's I mean she's trying to make money yeah like like, what she's it belongs in a target ad for sure but there is sort of like when she's doing it it seems like it's a red herring most of the time like she's cultivating some sort of build up to like a whiplash where the album is something different (laughs) and she's not the first person to do that but she is sort of you know like Michael Jackson did that with Thriller Uh where the girl is mine with Paul McCartney Uh was the first single and it was like Right. It's not bad, but he says like doggone and things that are, it's like cheesy. And then, the next, and then the next song was Billie Jean and everyone was like, whoa. Whoa. And it's, is she ever trying to do that? What frustrated me about the reputation rollout was that her first few singles I thought were all not good, basically yes. until she got to call it what you want. Yeah. Then that's the first one I was like, okay, this is fine. And listen, Getaway Car is never going to be a single. It may be in a perfect world it would be. So I think that she knows what she's doing that that she has decided in some way that like her songs that are more interesting are just not going to be popular. I just think that premise is not, here's what I really think. I think Taylor should consult with the three of us before putting out singles. Yes. And, and why doesn't she, right. She really needs to ask us. She should. I know. When Holy Ground would have been a single and everything oh would have been different. Do you know that Holy Ground is the reason the B-Sides exists? Yes. How I told you this? Mm-hmm. Well, for other people who are, who haven't heard, 
um, Holy Ground is a song that I was like forcing upon everybody between the years 2012 and 2014. And I was like, if everybody just understood the B-sides, they would understand Taylor Swift. And then I started thinking about the B-sides. Jump in, Becky. Start us off. So a, a hashtag that's been sweeping the nation is this hashtag Mayochella, referring to how Taylor Swift at the BBMAs um, when she did her performance of Me! Me! Um, <laughs> so assaultive. Um, with, uh, she had a mar- Guys, correct me if I'm wrong. She had a marching band. Mm-hmm. Right? A drum line. With it, a drum line. And people are accusing her of copying Beyonce's uh, performance where she had the drum line. Yeah. Seems to be on trend for Taylor Swift. I, I, uh, I do think that she's heavily criticized more so than other people. And I don't think that she was purposely, uh, copying Beyonce. I think she was like, this goes to my song and I'm going to do it. Yeah. But it's still so disappointing because I told, I, I'm quite sure that she didn't do it on purpose. And that lack of purposefulness is actually, I think, her problem. Because two things that are at play here. One is that Taylor, as opposed to Beyonce and other creatives, chases culture. She does not create it. So whether or not she was aware that, you know, that Beyonce did this during Coachella and then her, you know, her uh, documentary came out quite recently and when Beyonce was doing this, she had a political purpose for her drumline. There was a purpose to it. Whether or not that was in Taylor's mind, here's what I think happened. This I always like to psychoanalyze. Here's what I think happened. I think she got pretty far into planning her BBMA's performance. I think at some point someone said, oh, you know what? This is kind of like Beyonce. And I bet Taylor said, oh, don't worry. It's different enough. And everybody does drumlines. It's fine. Let's just keep going. And she just is not thoughtful enough to understand the political impact of literally anything that she does. Um, And I think that's what was so hurtful for so many people was that Beyonce's drumline was not just a drumline. It wasn't just any sort of instrumental moment. It was something, um, it was a declaration of something very powerful for the Black community. And Taylor just did it because she thought it's fun Mm -hmm. for me. Right. It's (laughs) it's infused with a rich, meaningful history that she does not understand most likely right and the two options are both bad either she knew and she didn't care or she didn't know right which is also like a little bit unacceptable i was gonna say i don't think she didn't know i think the i think what you said is she someone on her team maybe pointed out and she was like yeah no one will get it yeah so those are our initial thoughts about taylor's uh new era who knows what else is coming down the line I frankly, I'm excited, even though I just sounded like I was shooting on Taylor for a number of minutes, um, because I know that her lead singles are not always exactly what we were saying. They're not always the uh, indicative of the magic that is to come. So I'm, I'm ready you, you for know, it. You know, another another connection to Beyonce that I was thinking about yeah. is how you saw on, in the Me video, there's a photo of her, there's a Dixie Chicks yeah. in there, mm. that Beyonce had, what, Daddy Beyonce. Lessons. Yeah, Daddy Lessons was with the Dixie Chicks. Um, relevant to this, staying in the A-sides, um, someone from the B-sides community, thank you, Sarah, um, sent me that uh, the Dixie Chicks was, uh, Natalie from the Dixie Chicks posted an Insta story with Jack Antonoff, 
which makes oh. me think that there actually is potentially a collaboration between Taylor and the Dixie Chicks coming. No, I think that's definitely, I've heard that's definitely. I thought it was a rumor, even though it was in the music video. But now that I saw this, this Insta story, I'm like, I don't know, man. That's good. I'm glad Taylor's working with Jack Antonoff again. They Out of the Woods. Out of the Woods, the best. It's the best. When that became a single, I was like, okay, Taylor knows what she's doing. I'm the worst. Okay. And that's the A-sides, folks. Wow. What a great A-sides. Wasn't that, guys? I love love it. I always love it. I I love talking about what's going on, you know. It's nice to bounce off my wacky ideas with a bunch of other people, too. Um, It is. So for today's B-sides, which is when we pick one topic for Uh a deep dive, um, similar to the way that had been in the newsletter in the past, if you guys subscribe to that. If not, welcome. This is your first time. Um, And today we're going to be talking about music videos. Um, and I'm sure I wanted to ask you guys, but everyone remembers their first music video, right? For me, mine was Genie in a Bottle by Christina Aguilera. I'll never forget sitting in my living room watching that video thinking, A, I cannot wait to get boobs. And B, I cannot <laughs> wait to be an adult because I was like, damn, I too can wear that really hot outfit and be with snakes and have an amazing voice. Yeah. That makes me feel like I'm not living my adulthood to the fullest. Same. Oh, this is great. And it's also my a great song. It's a great song. The one that came to mind when when we were talking about this was um, Us Against the World by Play. That's what I was like. Oh. One of my earliest do you remember that? Just like the bright colors. It was so of an era. Um, I love that song. Great message about friendship. That's my first music video memory. That's a great one. Yeah. This is such a fun topic. Yeah. Well, I, okay. I, we got cable, I think sometime in 2000, okay. like early 2001. And that's where it all started with TRL. I think the same yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I think I remember because I had uh, this Backstreet Boys CD that I got at Burger King. Oh wow! That had five songs on it, and I was like a Backstreet Boys huge fan. But then the first music video I saw, I think it was either "It's Gonna Be Me" or "Bye Bye Bye." Amazing. And then I just like pretty much changed allegiances there. Oh, you know, was there something about the visual of it that you were like? now that I've seen these men, not just heard them. I think I hadn't even really heard them that much up to that point either. And then now, right. I was like, now that I've seen them also, I just think they're better. Yeah. It's when you like saw their dance moves that you were like, Uh, Oh man, like I can get behind this. Exactly. That is. So I, so I think, I think that was it. I think that was the one. Yeah. I mean, you guys remember clips? Yes. You ever hit clips? Those, those little, like flash drives yes that like yeah. came in burger king or something mm-hmm. and i remember i definitely had an oops i did it again one mm-hmm. and it but it was only like 15 seconds of a song or 30 seconds of a song it was not the whole thing oh okay oh that's kind of infuriating it was very infuriating. Yeah, I remember that. and then i remember also like when i'd watch a music video it would only be for a hit song and i would always feel guilty but then i would never listen to a full album and i remember the britney spears hit me one more time album that came out and i like never got to the ninth or tenth song on the album 
Yeah, I felt bad because I was like, I'm just listening to like one through five a lot because those are the ones with music videos or like things that I had seen. Yeah, I felt bad for not listening to the whole album. That's so sweet. Maybe Becky feeling bad. Well, you mentioned TRL, and then I also think of music videos as I'll never forget channel 188 when we had like full blown cable, which was a music video. Mm channel that you could turn it in at any time in the day and I think it was like MTV three oh. or four or something and it was just played music videos We're yeah spoiled. I don't know if that channel still exists anymore taken because I don't have cable and my parents don't have cable anymore but do you guys know if that exists I'm gonna have to look that up I'm sure it does in some way yeah I don't know also if people make videos the way they no, used to like I know. This is what I'm excited to talk about today, like the role that music videos have in, in today's yeah. contemporary. I want to walk you guys actually and our listeners back a little bit because music videos have been around for uh, almost a cent- or almost a century at this rate. They were actually in 1926, the first music video happened. It was called The Talkie wow. and it was with sing-alongs and cartoons. It wasn't really a music video when we think of a music video today, but they were like musical films. But it was the same way of like having... Yeah an artist sort of put their words to music and also visualize it. Um, and that's when actually in the wow. late 1950s, we saw the visual jukebox, which was invented in France. And that's when short fil- uh, French artists like use kind of what we see in music videos today until the Beatles released a hard day's night. I have a vivid memory of my dad taking me to go see a hard day's night oh. when it was in theaters, like a remastered when I was 10. And that's kind of the first like, music video of do you guys seen a hard day's so night cool. it's great and so you kind of I've have seen parts, parts about of the it. kind of way it is like a music video in um yeah and because of that when musicians were like oh wow i can actually like make money in a different way than just releasing my song we saw artists uh-huh. like bob dylan and the rolling stones and other artists sort of like copied this idea I found to be very interesting in ways that we don't think about it today. Like, for example, in 1975, Queen uh, came out. That's when they came out with Bohemian Rhapsody. And uh, that was like the first global hit Uh that was used with a video. And it was used as a marketing strategy to engage all kinds of people, not just the certain people that would, let's say, listen to it on the radio. So so pretty immediately, it sounds like there's always been an idea that the more kinds of ways you promote your song, like if there's a visual component, you're going to get more eyeballs and then listeners. Yeah. And a way to make more money. I think when it all comes down to it too, with the way that we consume music videos is that it was like, how are other ways that we can commodify this music? Mm -hmm. Um, So we've seen things like, and then we've seen music videos from David Bowie. That was the most expensive one ever made. And that was for half a million dollars for ashes to ashes which i've actually never seen that music video have you guys yeah um which made me think though about you haven't seen it yeah true exactly yeah well it made me think about how that's the most expensive one ever made which was for half a million dollars when we were discussing prior with taylor swift's me how like i don't know how much money she spent on that do you guys but we could find out but way too much 
Right. And so like half a million dollars then, which was equivalent to like roughly close to $2 million. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure now it's insanely more than that. And which leads us to MTV launching in 1981 with the first music video of Video Killed the Radio Star. Relevant. Which began the 24-hour-a-day music video, music on television. And so that was sort of the beginning of it and playing like a central role in music marketing. And from there, we got uh, the CMT, which is the country music television radio station, or not radio station, TV station, yeah. which I didn't know that country music television came first, that CMT came before, even VH1, which came a few years later. I think what we were discussing before is that country music, especially maybe for me, is that so many people consume country music and more of like middle America that perhaps we don't think about. And a lot of country music videos, I'm thinking of even like really early Taylor Swift, Teardrops on My Guitar, um, and Picture by Kid Rock and Faith Hill, they're all very stories. Yes. There we go. And like country music also like is very visual and a lot of the music are things that you think about. Yeah. And they're also like heartfelt love songs that are like, she left me and I'm crying and here I am in the rain. Yes. So visual. So much like ways of painting a picture with lyrics in country music. That's the kind of thing that like has stayed with Taylor even as she's gone away from country that she's still so good at telling stories and putting a, a, a mental picture when you're listening to the songs. Yeah, I guess in ways that, like, I don't necessarily um, think about with other pop music artists. Yeah. Um, I think that Ariana Grande is kind of trying to get there. Yeah? Yeah, I think maybe in her more recent. Although, like, with, um, oh my God, why am I having a mind? The one that comes to mind for me is, are you talking about a music video or a song? Music video. What are you thinking? Oh, I was thinking the song Imagine, which, yeah. Um, is very much like there's there's real painting that picture with her pad lyrics ordinary pad thai yeah. yeah, well like, no i was just thinking story. recently music video wise is uh thank you next yeah no, but that's not really storytelling as much that's like yeah. pulling on nostalgia for her listeners but um yeah. no uh, break up with your boyfriend on board mm. totally yep mm-hmm. totally. like that has a story that you like are watching as like a four minute yes like video like yeah short story totally type thing like thank you next doesn't have the same story arc she's pulling on like she's pulling on our memories to do that right i always think it's fun when they do have a have this narrative arc because a lot of times whether or not it's based on the song itself because a lot of times it's not like a lot of times this the song is not a story which is why it works so well in country music because the song is a story and then their music video goes along like earl had to die yeah earl had to die um but a lot of times now when there's music videos that have these storylines it's naturally it's not in the lyrics it's like okay if we're going to give you something visual let's make it fun and let's give you a story to keep you watching the whole way through how often do you guys watch music videos a lot hmm um, a lot, a lot. I love them every day. <laughs> wow. Somewhat. Not as much as I used to. Yeah, I'm the same. I, yeah, because I think it's like, we've been talking about Ariana Grande. It's like her record company obviously loves her for good reason, which is why she is still, she has these music videos that yes. are still, still have these narrative arcs or 
or with thank you next they'll have these like specific scenes yeah. that are fun and you can but be like you can very point unique. to specific parts of it and that's very unique and that's sort of why i think in her words in seven rings ain't no budget when i'm on the set <laughs> yep yeah exactly that's what she said yeah um yeah i don't and and then i just like get my music from elsewhere in a way that i got from tv before yeah which before YouTube. part of oh, go ahead i'm sorry Part of why I watch so much music, so many music videos is because I, I'm trying to figure out like why they still exist. And I know it, I know it's because of money and I know it's because artists are trying to like put more creativity out into the world. Like I get that. There's just something that still feels like I'm so surprised that it's, it's, it has uh, stayed even though so much of what made music videos possible are are not like those factors are not there anymore, like TRL and and well, it's interesting television. that you do say that because I would say that things definitely have changed. And now, actually, with Spotify, and when like for example, for Taylor yeah. Swift's mm-hmm. new song "Me," um, if you right now click on any Taylor Swift song, like I was listening to Red a couple weeks ago, or yeah. Her music video for me pops up in the background of a, of the song, right? Yeah, so you're listening videos. to let's say a different song, but it reminds you that she has a new song out. Which, yeah, it that did. It made me upset. upset. I was like, I'm listening <laughs> to like Dear John. Okay, so I'm not off red. Whatever. I'm speak now, and I don't need to like see her like prancing oh. around in bright colors like to this song. <laughs> That is really But so Spotify, um, though, now has sort of made this their thing as a way to incorporate music videos and a way to try to keep up, I imagine, because I don't think people are watching music videos the same way they used to. Um, Same if I don't really use Snapchat anymore, but Snapchat has like a discover page where musicians are using like 10 seconds to promote 10 seconds of their music video. Wow. Wow. I mean, for the Spotify thing, it makes me realize like all these different apps, their number one goal is mm-hmm. always to keep you in the app. They mm-hmm. want you to stay in the app. So they're like, if someone's excited about this song and they want to go to YouTube, let's stop them and give them what they want, like right here. Yeah, those videos, though, I don't really get them. I don't watch them. Like, they're just like short. They're very short. Sometimes and they're just repeats usually, right? Sometimes they've come out with full vertical okay. videos that okay. play with yeah. the song. I think Delicate had one, actually. Okay. Um, one thing that I was, that I had a thought about for the first time though, as you guys were talking about music videos in this, like, what is the point? What is the point? point? Is the point to become a meme? Like, (laughs) is that sometimes the point? Like, Mm -hmm. like Hotline Bling, Drake, I don't know if he did it like 2015. I don't think so. What a time. What a time. Who's to say? But that wouldn't have become a meme had that video not existed. And wow. there are probably other ones. There are other ones. Is that, could that be what's happening? Well, in cases? maybe up until 2005, I, I think this kind of goes in this music videos were mostly consumed on the TV. Um, but until you guessed it, guess yeah. what was born in 2005. That was our friend, YouTube, that our friend, YouTube. And so YouTube now has, transformed how people consume music videos because instead when you would just sit at your sit in your couch watching channel 188 waiting for um destiny's child say my name whatever to come on you could just go to youtube 
and type in right. Say My Name, My Destiny's Child and watch it instantaneously. And that's sort of how the band OK Go, do you guys remember the song that. Here It Goes Again and A Million Ways? And that's how they achieved sort of, yeah. I want to say like meme status. So it wasn't meme status, but them on the treadmills, like right. running around. And that was to promote yeah, those songs. Totally iconic. Right. And that was sort of, yeah, that was sort of early memes thing. because I feel like I remember commercials yeah. then that sort of mimicked the whole treadmill thing. Yeah. Like that, right? Yeah. I think that was them being super creative, being like, okay, if we're going to like, we, like them being aware, maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but I don't think I am. Cause that was a brilliant video. Like, you know, okay. Go saying we have this new medium. If we're going to get people to be watching us, but it's a little more, it's in a, it's in a space, the internet, which is a little more like overstimulating. Let's just like totally simplify and do something really mm-hmm. weird and really good and do it very simple and very well. And like, and now you that think was about very, it, okay, a very go. smart way of them to use early YouTube. In a way that like, you probably, I don't know, I wouldn't remember yeah. this one hit wonder. Um, so it was kind of, yeah, <laughs> they're probably making their money right, off being YouTube. I hope they're um, doing well. If they put out something new, yeah, I, I would I... listen to it. Maybe it has come out. I just didn't realize. More treadmill oh, action. Girl, if you're listening. We're yeah, ready for have. more. <laughs> Back to it's Taylor's fresh on my mind, but how she now released this music video. Yeah. Like me, but she did like a YouTube talk back, like when she released it. The other thing related to, you know, the money making aspect of it is like this music video broke all these records for being watched a million times, but it's like objectively bad i mean there's you know it has whatever Mm -hmm. if you like it it's fine i'm not gonna hate on you because it's fun in its own way and there are some fun moments but what she did was she told all her fans there's a million easter eggs and then she was super secretive about it and there was like one which is you know what's the album gonna be called that it's hidden in there and people kept guessing and she kept being like no one's guessed it yet no Mm -hmm. one's guessed it yet and even if someone had already guessed it, she just kept saying no one's guessed it yet to just force people to click replay over and over again so she can get the clicks. I mean, it's also she's having fun. I'm not being super cynical, but it is like a brilliant move. Like the the song, the music video in itself does not deserve the number of views it has. It's just because she was like, find the stuff, everybody. And now mm-hmm. it has a million. Well, actually more than that, but like it has a lot of of views. She's so smart that way. Yeah, the same yes. way that I think Beyonce is so smart with Lemonade, so which smart. is a literal hour-long music video. And she didn't tell anyone she was doing it. She just dropped it, which makes people, like, hypes it up even more. But I think yeah. about, like, the music video climate that we have today, and I think it's it's more about things like that for Taylor. And even, yeah. like, Beyonce's with Lemonade, and I think we'll see yeah. a lot more. I mean, she just did it again with Homecoming, but a lot more, like – setting music to it's like a show almost it's like an opera it is (laughs) i mean that lemonade was like and she you know she did lemonade at least we we if i'm remembering correctly we knew something was coming on hbo called lemonade and we weren't sure exactly what it was but when she did beyonce in 2013 13 Mm -hmm. no one had any idea that was coming and it for it each to come with the music video totally changed changed the game with that digital drop in mm-hmm. her in her own words 
And I also think with music videos too, it like lets you in to an it artist mm-hmm. and like makes them more vulnerable in a way that you just don't get from listening to a song. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that now in 2019, it's interesting that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we, I think we see more so, like artists release music videos with their song. Didn't it used to be yeah. that like you would listen mm-hmm. to an album and then like music videos would slowly come out? Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. It would, there would be like a music video drop, but you yeah. already knew the song. Right. Yeah. Usually. And now, and now it's like these, it's like a gift, an added gift that comes yeah. out with the song. I honestly, I do think, feel free for the two of you and others also to disagree because maybe I'm giving Beyonce too much credit, but I don't think such a thing is possible. I do think that changed with Beyonce mm-hmm. when she was like, here is this many songs and this many music videos. No one can ever top this. And now it's like, we do kind of demand something closer to that. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time because people still do come out with songs and like lyric videos and then a little bit later a music video. But I've seen that less and less. And I I do kind of think Beyonce changed that for people. She was like, I'm going to give you fucking everything right now. I think she did too. And I also think, and this could be a topic for a later time, Uh but I also think that she, if we were to be, let's say we were in 2011 right now. And we were talking Ugh, about... I would never want to be back in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> and we were talking about... Um, I th- I remember having conversations with friends at the time and thinking that albums used to... And I was just talking to my brother about this. Um, how you used to have to buy whole albums mm-hmm. and for many decades. And so most artists would create albums as a whole experience yeah. and you like some songs more than others, yeah. et cetera, but it's a whole idea. Yeah. Um, and then that sort of changed with streaming and buying yeah. singles at a time. And if we were to be talking about this in 2011, we would probably be saying, you know, Beyonce really changed this. Beyonce made it all about singles. Like some yes. of her singles really pop, but it's not really about the whole album. <gasps> And then she did a number on us when she She's so took good. us back She's to albums. So, good. so she may also sort of be responsible for Saving bringing albums. us back to albums. Yeah. Thank you, Beyonce. Thanks, Beyonce. I appreciate you. You guys can't talk about me without my permission. And so she froze everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what Beyonce did and what a lot of artists strive to do is tell a story that they can't, yes. um, that there might, that their listener might not get by just listening to their music, um, which she does really well in not just Lemonade, but also like in, um, uh, oh my God, why am I having a brain? Um, in Beyonce? Yeah, in Beyonce, yeah. No, but best thing you never had, best thing I never had. Oh, that's an amazing video. I love that video. Yeah. Beyonce, yes. So she, I think she does tell. And now I, and I do think a lot of artists are realizing that A, they can make more money and B, they can appear to be giving more to their fans when they release a music video, which is something that Taylor loves to do, which is like make you feel, make her fans feel like they're her friends. Yes. She she loves to do that. And I think Ariana Grande loves to do that too, but in a different way. And that perhaps can be a conversation for another time. And it's this is what's amazing is like how many different kinds of music videos are flourishing, especially in a time when so much of pop music and what's on this charts is like becoming more and more similar. I actually don't think that's happening with music videos. 
I think that there's still like a big diversity of kinds of music videos that are out there. Like Ariana is doing these big budget ones, like no tears left to cry and thank you next and seven rings, but she's also doing monopoly. Did you guys watch this video? I hated this song. Oh my God. I love the song and I love the music video. It's really growing on me. It makes me like dance so much. And this, the video is shot by her friend who actually like is a videographer, but it's um, done really simply. Um, and kind of that the whole video looks like a meme and it's actually based on this guy's memes. I'm forgetting his name now, um, who like does memes and he's actually in the video, mm-hmm. um, with them. And so there's, she's doing all these different things and I, some people are kind of sticking with the same kinds of things. I would say Ed Sheeran's videos are always kind of the same kind of thing, but they have narrative arcs. A lot of them, Galway girl type of view, mm-hmm. narrative arcs, the most interesting music video for me maybe not the most, that's maybe like a strong thing to say, but one of the most um, interesting music videos to come out in the last few years was Dua Lipa's I Don't Give a Fuck. Have you seen mm-hmm. this video? No. It's a dance video, which I usually hate when it's just like dancers dancing because I usually think it's like, what is this? Give me something interesting. But it's basically like these two crews of people dancing in this very cool kind of hotline blingy room um, one crew is wearing all blue power suits and one crew is wearing all orange power suits, but the crews are actually the same people, including Dua Lipa. There's two Dua Lipas in the music video. And it's basically just like this music video that kind of is all about like power dynamics. And it's like very interesting and so compelling and so exciting. And that's the kind of thing where I'm just really happy that we're still living in an environment with these kinds of music videos that, um, are a little more simple but still really interesting are still flourishing and you don't need to do like this is what I think some artists get wrong is that they think that you have to go big and that's the only way to succeed and I actually think you can go much more interesting and stay a little smaller that's why it's fun for me to watch so many music videos and some of them are so dumb but some of them are great yeah yeah there there is a time when you really you had to go big or else you weren't going to make it onto the top charts or yeah. make it onto, like, even when we talk about MTV and we talk about 1983, we have to acknowledge as fraught as he is, Michael Jackson's Billie Jean and Thrill. Like, MTV was it. for white artists only. Right. And he was the first one to be allowed on because his music videos <sighs> were so compelling and thriller was the first like move it's like 13 minutes long it's yeah. like ridiculous yeah and it got to as becky's been talking about like this this idea of profitability yeah and how that sort of like trumped for a moment the racism of the moment so that they were like all right we unreal. gotta let this guy we gotta let this guy on because unreal this these music videos are to gonna make this get, money get, right exactly yeah and you know hopefully we don't have to go so big anymore to to do that kind of thing and there's more there's more space for for everyone and more different avenues as we've sort of already talked about but that reminds me of um you know Beyonce being the first black woman to headline Coachella yeah kind of being you know from Coachella's very you know profit centric um mentality that they were like we can't miss out on this Mm -hmm. you know I'm not saying that they were like explicitly trying to keep black women out although who knows but they you know they knew that that year they needed Beyonce right because you have to be so, so, so amazing, so much more talented right. than everyone else who's ever headlined Coachella, if you want to do that. Yeah. 
I think now also it gives smaller artists a way to, to like rise in the charts too because you can yeah. upload anything to YouTube the way yeah. that like you couldn't like be on TRL's top 10 rankings yeah. or you yeah. couldn't be on the MTV channel. Totally. Yeah, like didn't Justin Bieber, I totally saw Justin Bieber on YouTube. He was before. a YouTuber. He was yeah. a YouTuber. Yeah. Kid Raul. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was like, who is this talented baby? Yeah. And then here's a talented are. baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of, a lot of big artists are from YouTube. Yeah. Sean Mendez is from Vine. Yeah. Which I love. Vine forever. Yeah. Vine forever. It all goes back to Sean. It yeah. all comes back to Sean. This is what's such a surprise. <laughs> we took some you sides, um, which is listeners in our Facebook group, which if you're not a member of, you should be. You with your life, honestly. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. I'm literally only on Facebook for this group. It's a fun little collective we got going. So we post a question. What is your favorite music video with a plot line? Um, and some really great answers in here, which made me think about things I hadn't thought about in a while, such as Amelia says, Eminem's Stan, which there made me think about a lot of Eminem and rap videos that do tell a lot of stories. Granted, his songs also told a lot of stories, but they really fucking went with your heartstrings when you watch the music videos. Um, oh, definitely. Yes. There's a bunch of Lady Gaga music videos in here, too. Mary the Night, Telephone. Telephone! She's, she's also Lady Gaga. She's such an amazing performer that her music videos, too, are just very glitzy and beautiful. Her music videos, um, especially like between 2010 and 2011, felt felt like she was giving us gifts. Like It felt like yeah. she was like, here you go. I will help you and give you the gift yes that's what it felt like i'd love to watch her too yes um and this is my favorite one victoria says backstreet boys the call a yes amazing song b amazing music video what's your favorite part like what's the thing that makes it amazing just the beginning when it's a literal call I love the beginning. I love the like tech in the beginning. Yeah, it's like a great like. It almost looks like radar. It's like this is what a phone looks like. <laughs> it's so like, good, and it's held up so well. Do you think because that song just like from beginning to end is like and like this is what happened, and that like it's just there is a deep plot within the song, and they're like let's act this out in like let's. a weird sort of like club racing kind of situation. Yeah. Like, was that song composed with a, like, we're going to do a really serious Probably. It, yeah, it. I would, we're gonna do I would think that a lot of pop songs are now, like, oh, how can we also market this on the radio? But how can we also market this into a music video? Yeah. Like. And actually, it's, I do think, although it, there's plenty of music videos that actually have plot lines that mirror the song lyrics it doesn't happen that often right. like lucky which is one that we were talking about in, in the in the facebook group and love story by taylor swift like there are plenty we can yeah. name but actually most of the videos with a plot line i think don't just like act out like, that's, that's what more, musicals that's are for yeah 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 because i don't know if music videos as much tell stories yeah like thank you next there were stories but it wasn't like uh here's the beginning middle and end it didn't have to do with the song as much. Right, 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 right. Totally. Um, yeah. So 
I want to thank the group for giving those great, those were great ideas. Um, uh, You guys have anything to add to those? I liked um, the one about Ocean Avenue. Oh yes. The yellow card. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great one. Uh, great song, great music video, great um, band. Now I just yeah. think of Yellow Cry and I think of There I Go. You know that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know any Yellow Card songs. Oh, like, oh wow. Truly, oh, I don't. Yeah. I used to listen to the whole album. Me too. Me yeah. too. <laughs> I would just be like emo and be like, I'm so there's like the electric violins. Oh my Crazy. God. It's so good. That's amazing. So I think that concludes our U side for today. Um, we love the U sides. We love the U sides. Join our Facebook group, which I'll tell you about shortly. Okay. Well, thank you guys. Um, we love to talk with you and to you. So Yay. follow us on Instagram at listen to the B sides. That's listen T O the B number. Letter I almost said number B. Number B, B sides. And on Twitter, we're at the B sides pod. And definitely join our Facebook group by searching the B sides or going to bit.ly slash B sides FB group. There you uh, go. You definitely, if there's one thing, you should do all of them, honestly. I don't know why you wouldn't while you're there, but you should 100% join the Facebook group today i don't know why you're waiting such fun awaits you um and if you have any questions or comments we'd love to hear from you you should email ideas to us at listen to the b-sides at gmail.com um we love topic ideas if you think there's something we should be discussing let us know like our love for country music slash perhaps my love for country music that i don't talk about because i'm embarrassed i should talk through why i'm embarrassed It does. There. This is a pop music podcast and also a therapy session. For yes. All of us. It can be. Because we want to make sure you know that your pop music habit is something you should not be ashamed of. Exactly. So you should subscribe. Please rate yeah. and review five stars, please. Five. And use the word summer in your review so we know that you listened to this episode. And then it'll just make us feel really nice to know that you listened. And then you went to a review. And then you went to join the Facebook group. And then you followed us on Instagram. So oh, Amazing. Amazing yeah. series of events you you're about so to embark on. You did you're so many things. So. And then pat yourself on the back. Take a nice long bath listening to Emotions by Carly Rae Jepsen. And you'll feel ready to tackle anything. Anything anything so until next time we cut to the feeling i'm becky i'm mimi i'm hadazo bye friends bye everybody bye friends <laughs>